Chapters 32 through 42 of Who is the Rich Man that Shall Be Saved by St. Clement of Alexandria. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Then to appoint such a reward for liberality, an everlasting habitation, O excellent trading, O divine merchandise, one purchases immortality for money, and by giving the perishable things of the world receives in exchange for these an eternal mansion in the heavens. Sail to this mart, if you are wise, O rich man. If need be, sail round the whole world. Spare not perils and toils, that you may purchase here the heavenly kingdom. Why do transparent stones and emeralds delight thee so much? And a house that is fuel for fire, or a plaything of time, or the sport of the earthquake, or an occasion for a tyrant's outrage. Aspire to dwell in the heavens, and to reign with God. This kingdom a man imitating God will give thee. By receiving a little here, there through all ages, he will make thee a dweller with him. Ask that you may receive. Haste, strive. Fear lest he disgrace thee. For he is not commanded to receive, but thou to give. The Lord did not say, Give, or bring, or do good, or help, but make a friend. But a friend proves himself such not by one gift, but by long intimacy. For it is neither the faith, nor the love, nor the hope, nor the endurance of one day. But he that endureth to the end shall be saved. Matthew 10.22 How then does man give these things? For I will give not only to friends, but to the friends of friends. And who is it that is the friend of God? Do not you judge who is worthy or who is unworthy, for it is possible you may be mistaken in your opinion. As in the uncertainty of ignorance, it is better to do good to the undeserving for the sake of the undeserving than by guarding against those that are less good, to fail to meet in with the good. For through sparing and aiming at testing, who will receive meritorious or not? It is possible for you to neglect some that are loved by God, the penalty for which is the punishment of eternal fire. But by offering to all in turn that need, you must of necessity by all means find some one of those who have power with God to save. Judge not then that ye be not judged. With what measure ye meet, it shall be measured to you again. Matthew 7, 1, Luke 6.38 Good measure, pressed and shaken, and running over, shall be given to you. Open thy compassion to all who are enrolled, the disciples of God, not looking contemptuously to personal appearance, nor carelessly disposed to any period of life, nor if one appears penniless, or ragged, or ugly, or feeble, do thou fret in soul at this, and turn away. This form is cast around us from without the occasion of our entrance into this world, that we may be able to enter into this common school. But within dwells the hidden Father and his Son, who died for us and rose with us. This visible appearance cheats death and the devil, for the wealth within the beauty is unseen by them, and they rave about the carcass, which they despise as weak, being blind to the wealth within, knowing not what a treasure is in earthen vessel. 2 Corinthians 5.7 We bear, protected as it is, 
by the power of God the Father, and the blood of God the Son, and the dew of the Holy Spirit. But be not deceived, thou who hast tasted of the truth, and been reckoned worthy of the redemption. But contrary to what is the case with the rest of men, collect for thyself an unarmed, an unwarlike, a bloodless, a passionless, a stainless host, pious old men, orphans dear to God, widows armed with meekness, men adorned with love. Obtain with thy money such guards for body and for soul, for whose sake a sinking ship is made buoyant, when steered by the prayers of the saints alone, and disease at its height is subdued, put to flight by the laying on of hands, and the attack of robbers is disarmed, spoiled by pious prayers, and the might of demons is crushed, put to shame in its operations by strenuous commands. All these warriors and guards are trusty. No one is idle, no one is useless. One can obtain your pardon from God. Another comfort you when sick. Another weep and groan in sympathy for you to the Lord of all. Another teach some of the things useful for salvation. Another admonish with confidence. Another counsel with kindness. And all can love truly, without guile, without fear, without hypocrisy, without flattery, without pretense. O sweet service of loving souls. O blessed thoughts of confident hearts. O sincere faith of those who fear God alone. O truth of words with those who cannot lie. O beauty of deeds with those who have been commissioned to serve God, to persuade God, to please God, not to touch thy flesh, to speak but to the King of eternity dwelling in thee. All the faithful, then, are good and godlike, and worthy of the name by which they are encircled as with a diadem. There are besides some the elect of the elect, and so much more or less distinguished by drawing themselves, like ships to the strand, out of the surge of the world and bringing themselves to safety, not wishing to seem holy, and ashamed if one call them so, hiding in the depth of their mind the ineffable mysteries, and disdaining to let their nobleness be seen in the world, whom the word calls the light of the world and the salt of the earth, Matthew five thirteen and 14. This is the seed, the image, and likeness of God, and his true son and heir, sent here, as it were, on a sojourn, by the high administration and suitable arrangement of the Father, by whom the visible and invisible things of the world were created, some for their service, some for their discipline, some for their instruction. And all things are held together, so long as the seed remains here. And when it is gathered, these things shall be very quickly dissolved. For what further need has God of the mysteries of love? And then thou shalt look into the bosom of the Father, whom God the only begotten Son alone hath declared. And God himself is love, and out of love to us became feminine. In his ineffable essence he is Father. In his compassion to us he became Mother. The Father by loving became feminine. And the great proof of this is he whom he begot of himself, and the fruit brought forth by love is love. For this also he came down, for this he clothed himself with man, for this he voluntarily subjected himself to the experiences of men, and by bringing himself to the measure of our weakness whom he loved, he might correspondingly bring us to the measure of his own strength.
and about to be offered up and giving himself a ransom, he left for us a new covenant testament. My love I give unto you, and what and how great it is. For each of us he gave his life, the equivalent for all. This he demands from us in return for one another. And if we owe our lives to our brethren, and have made such a mutual compact with the Savior, why should we any more hoard and shut up worldly goods, which are beggarly, foreign to us and transitory? Shall we shut up from each other what after a little shall be the property of the fire? Divinely and weightily, John says, He that loveth not his brother is a murderer. 1 John 3.14 The seed of Cain, a nursling of the devil. He has not God's compassion. He has no hope of better things. He is sterile. He is barren. He is not a branch of the ever-living super-celestial vine. He is cut off. He waits the perpetual fire. But learn thou the more excellent way which Paul shows for salvation. Love seeketh not her own. 1 Corinthians 12.32.13.5 But it is diffused on the brother. About him she is fluttered. About him she is soberly insane. Love covers a multitude of sins. 1 Peter 4.8 Perfect love casteth out fear. 1 John 4.18 Faunteth not itself, is not puffed up. Rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth. Beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. Love never faileth, prophecies are done away, tongues cease, gifts of healing fail on the earth, but these three abide, faith, hope, love, but the greatest of these is love. 1 Corinthians 13, 4-6-13 And rightly, for faith departs when we are convicted by vision by seeing God. And hope vanishes when the things hoped for come. But love comes to completion and grows more when that which is perfect has been bestowed. If one introduces it into his soul, although he be born in sins and has done many forbidden things, he is able by increasing love and by adopting a pure repentance to retrieve his mistakes. For let not this be left to despondency and despair by you, if you learn who the rich man is that has not a place in heaven, in what way he uses his property. If one should escape the superfluity of riches and the difficulty they impose in the way of life and be able to enjoy the eternal good things, but should happen either from ignorance or involuntary circumstances after the seal and redemption to fall into sins or transgressions, so as to be quite carried away, such a man is entirely rejected by God. For to every one who has turned to God in truth, and with his whole heart, the doors are open, and the thrice glad father receives his truly repentant son. And true repentance is to be no longer bound in the same sins for which he denounced death against himself, but to eradicate them completely from the soul. For on their extirpation, God takes up his abode again in you. For it is said, there is great and exceeding joy and festival in the heavens with the Father and the angels when one sinner turns and repents. Luke 15.10 Wherefore also he cries, I will have mercy and not sacrifice. Hosea 6.6, Matthew 9.13 I desire not the death, but the repentance of the sinner. Ezekiel 
1823. Though your sins be scarlet wool, I will make them white as snow. Though they be blacker than darkness, I will wash and make them like white wool. Isaiah 1.18. For it is in the power of God alone to grant the forgiveness of sins, and not to impute transgressions, since also the Lord commands us each day to forgive the repenting brethren. Matthew 6.14. And if we, being evil, know to give good gifts. Luke 11.13. Much more is it the nature of the Father of mercies, the good Father of all consolation, much pitying, very merciful, to be long-suffering, to wait for those who have turned, and to turn is really to cease from our sins, and to look no longer behind. Forgiveness of past sins, then, God gives, but of future each one gives to himself. And this is to repent, to condemn the past deeds, and beg oblivion of them from the Father, who only of all is able to undo what is done, by mercy proceeding from him, and to blot out former sins by the dew of the Spirit. For by the state in which I find you will I judge. Also, in what is each case the end of all cries aloud, so that even in the case of one who has done the greatest good deeds in his life, but at the end has run headlong into wickedness, all his former pains are profitless to him, since at the catastrophe of the drama he has given up his part. While it is possible for the man who formerly led a bad and dissolute life, on afterwards repenting, to overcome in the time after repentance the evil conduct of a long time. But it needs great carefulness, just as bodies that have suffered by protracted disease need regimen and special attention. Thief, dost thou wish to get forgiveness? Steal no more. Adulterer, burn no more. Fornicator, live for the future chastely. Thou who hast robbed, give back, and give back more than thou tookest. False witness, practice truth. Perjurer, swear no more, and extirpate the rest of the passions, wrath, lust, grief, fear, that thou mayest be found at the end to have previously in this world been reconciled to the adversary. It is then probably impossible all at once to eradicate inbred passions, but by God's power and human intercession, and the help of brethren and sincere repentance and constant care, they are corrected. Wherefore, it is by all means necessary for thee, who art pompous and powerful and rich, to set over thyself some man of God as a trainer and governor, Reverence, though it be but one man, fear, though it be but one man, give yourself to hearing, though it be but one speaking freely, using harshness, and at the same time healing, for it is good for the eyes not to continue always wanton, but to weep and smart sometimes for greater health. So also, nothing is more pernicious to the soul than uninterrupted pleasure, for it is blinded by melting away if it remain unmoved by bold speech. Fear this man when angry, be pained at his groaning, and reverence him when making his anger to cease, and anticipate him when he is deprecating punishment. Let him pass many sleepless nights for thee, interceding for thee with God, influencing the Father with the magic of familiar litanies. For he does not hold out against his children when they beg his pity, and for you he will pray purely, held in high honor as an angel of God, 
and grieve not by you, but for you. This is sincere repentance. God is not mocked. Galatians 6-7 Nor does he give heed to vain words, for he alone searches the marrow and reins of the heart, and hears those that are in the fire, and listens to those who supplicate in the whale's belly, and is near to all who believe, and far from the ungodly if they repent not. And that you may be still more confident that, repenting thus truly, there remains for you a sure hope of salvation. Listen to a tale, which is not a tale but a narrative, handed down and committed to the custody of memory, about the Apostle John. For when, on the tyrant's death, he returned to Ephesus from the Isle of Patmos, he went away, being invited to the contiguous territories of the nations, here to appoint bishops, there to set in order whole churches, there to ordain such as were marked out by the Spirit. Having come to one of the cities not far off, the name of which some give, and having put the brethren to rest in other matters, at last looking to the bishop appointed, and seeing a youth, powerful in body, comely in appearance, and ardent, said, This youth I commit to you with all earnestness, in the presence of the church, and with Christ as witness, and on his accepting and promising all, he gave the same injunction in testimony. And he set out for Ephesus, and the presbyter, taking home the youth committed to him, reared, kept, cherished, and finally baptized him. After this he relaxed his stricter care and guardianship, under the idea that the seal of the Lord he had set on him was a complete protection to him. But on his obtaining premature freedom, some youths of his own age, idle, dissolute, and adepts in evil courses, corrupt him. First they entice him by many costly entertainments. Then afterwards, by night issuing forth for highway robbery, they take him along with them. Then they dared to execute together something greater. And he by degrees got accustomed from the greatness of nature when he had gone aside from the right path, and like a hard mouth and powerful horse, had taken the bit between his teeth, rushed with all the more force down into the depths, and having entirely despaired of salvation in God, he no longer meditated what was insignificant, but having perpetrated some great exploit, now that he was once lost, he made up his mind to a like fate with the rest, taking them and forming a band of robbers, he was the prompt captain of the bandits, the fiercest, the bloodiest, the cruelest. Time passed, and some necessity having emerged, they send again for John. He, when he had settled the other matters on account of which he came, said, Come now, O bishop, restore to us the deposit which I and the Savior committed to thee, in the face of the church over which you preside as witness. The other was at first confounded, thinking that it was a false charge about money which he did not get, and he could neither believe the allegation regarding what he had not, nor disbelieve John. But when he said, I demand the young man and the soul of the brother, the old man, groaning deeply and bursting into tears, said, He is dead. How and what kind of death? He is dead, he said to God, for he turned wicked and abandoned, and at last a robber, and now he has taken possession of the mountain in front of the church, along with a band like him. Rending therefore his clothes, and striking his head with great lamentation, the apostle said, 
It was a fine guard of a brother's soul I left, but let a horse be brought me, and let someone be my guide on the way. He rode away, just as he was, straight from the church. On coming to the place, he is arrested by the robber's outpost, neither fleeing nor entreating but crying. It was for this I came. Lead me to your captain, who, meanwhile, was waiting all armed as he was. But when he recognized John, as he advanced, he turned ashamed to flight, the other following with all his might, forgetting his age, crying, Why, my son, dost thou flee from me, thy father, unarmed old? Son, pity me, fear not. Thou hast still hope of life. I will give account to Christ for thee. If need be, I will willingly endure thy death, as the Lord did death for us. For thee I will surrender my life. Stand, believe, Christ hath sent me. And he, when he heard, first stood, looking down, and then threw down his arms, then trembled and wept bitterly. And on the old man approaching, he embraced him, speaking for himself with lamentations as he could, and baptized a second time with tears, concealing only his right hand, the other pledging and assuring him on oath that he would find forgiveness for him from the Savior, beseeching and falling on his knees, and kissing his right hand itself, as now purified by repentance led him back to the church. Then, by supplicating with copious prayers, and striving along with him in continual fastings and subduing his mind by various utterances of words, did not depart, as they say, till he restored him to the church, presenting in him a great example of true repentance and a great token of regeneration, a trophy of the resurrection for which we hope, when at the end of the world the angels, radiant with joy, hymning and opening the heavens, shall receive into the celestial abodes those who truly repent, and before all the Savior himself goes to meet them, welcoming them, holding forth the shadowless, ceaseless light, conducting them to the Father's bosom, to eternal life, to the kingdom of heaven. Let one believe these things, and the disciples of God, and God, who is surety, the prophecies, the gospels, the apostolic words, living in accordance with them, and lending his ears and practicing the deeds, he shall at his decease see the end and demonstration of the truth's thought. For he who in this world welcomes the angel of penitence will not repent at the time that he leaves the body, nor be ashamed when he sees the Savior approaching in his glory with his army. He fears not the fire, but if one chooses to continue and to sin perpetually in pleasures, and values indulgence here above eternal life, and turns away from the Savior who gives forgiveness. Let him no more blame either God or riches, or his having fallen, but his own soul which voluntarily perishes. But to him who directs his eye to salvation and desires it, and asks with boldness and vehemence for its bestowal, the good Father who is in heaven will give the true purification and the changeless life to whom by his Son, Jesus Christ, the Lord of the living and dead, and by the Holy Spirit, be glory, honor, power, eternal majesty, both now and ever, from generation to generation, and from eternity to eternity. Amen. End of chapters 32 through 42. End of Who is the Rich Man that Shall Be Saved by St. Clement of Alexandria. Translated by William Fletcher.